Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the microphone with thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining the session, Strategies for an Integrated Tech Program Across Your CRE Portfolio. My name is Sherry Ephraim, and I'm Director of Business Development with ISS. ISS is a leading workplace experience and facilities management company that partners with clients to drive the engagement and well-being of people, minimize the impact of the environment, and protect and maintain the property around the globe. As an official Summit Wellness Sponsor, ISS invites you to explore the refocus on wellness tool that you will find on your dashboard of the Summit app. We are pleased to sponsor today's innovative learning theater session, and now is my pleasure to introduce today's speaker who will be speaking on strategies for integrated tech program across your CRE portfolio, the dynamic Ben Bailey, Manager Director of Work Dynamics JLL. All right, thank you so much. Uh, dynamic is the word of the day, it would seem. Really happy to be here with you all. Can everyone hear me? Can everyone hear me in the back? All right, fantastic. So we only got 20 minutes, so I'm gonna try and make this relatively quick. Um, we'll try and have a little bit of time for questions afterwards, but certainly we'll be available at the booth or hanging out here if you uh, have any other follow-up questions. So as advertised, we're gonna be talking about strategies for integrating a tech program across CRE portfolio. Really quickly, Ben Bailey, as introduced, I've been with JLL for 14 years. During that time, I've been an operator, uh, working across a lot of different accounts and a lot of different industries, doing a lot of different roles. So my interaction with technology has always been as a user of technology, uh, often a complainer about technology, sometimes an ideator about what it should be. Uh, but, uh, but, and, but I think that allows me to lend some interesting perspective to this group, as I'm sure not everyone here is a technology uh, subject matter expert. However, we do have one that I'm aware of, and that's Robert Fitzgerald. Robert, raise your hand real quick. Robert works with me on the JLL team. Uh, before that, he was a, the CRE at um, uh, Nokia, and he came over to our JLLT team. And now he helps, he uh, supports uh, my portfolio of clients and some others around trying to solve for various issues that they have across their portfolios, including technology. So he's our subject matter expert if we need to dig into that. Our agenda today, uh, I've got some really great stuff to share with you guys with respect to our latest research. So we just came out with our JLL Global Technology Survey as of last week, so this is probably the first audience that gets to hear, hear about it. We're gonna share just a few relevant points from that. We'll also talk about some of the common challenges that we see in, in working with the several clients that, that we interface with, and then a vision to how we can actually chart towards success and what we view as a pretty exciting future. Uh, so without further ado, is any feedback out there? Is there? Stand back a little bit. Okay, all right, I can do that. I'm good at following instructions. All right, so Global Tech Survey. So what was a tech survey all about? So we surveyed 1,000 CRE senior leaders all over the world. So every region of the world was represented. We had 600 occupiers within that survey. We had 400 investors, landlords, developers. And I think what will be interesting as, as you guys, and at the end of this presentation, I'm actually gonna have a QR code so you get to scan it and review it for yourself. I think what will be interesting as you go through it is if you draw a Venn, Venn diagram around what's important from an occupier standpoint and what's important from an from a investor standpoint in terms of the technology future, 
there, it overlaps. And so there might be an opportunity for occupiers and investors to work together to solve some of these, some of these challenges that we see out there on the horizon. So the first takeaway from the survey is that there is an immense amount of investment and accelerating investment that's going into this technology space. Based on our findings, it's outpacing, it's outpacing payroll, the growth, the growth trajectory is outpacing payroll, and it's outpacing all non-technology CRE spend. So, uh, so you know, this is, it's not going away. It's gonna continue to accelerate here, and the question is, are we gonna make the outcomes, are we gonna have outcomes that keep pace with the investment that go into it? Now, I want you to keep thinking about that as we go through this presentation. Um, also looking at current priorities. So if we look across uh, the survey set and the folks that responded, the reality is priorities are shifting now. And the current priorities that we have today around reducing costs, providing a better employee experience, um, supporting the hybrid flex environment, all of that stuff is gonna become table stakes in the future as we focus more on growth, productivity, and agility at least according to the folks we've been talking to in this survey. And we believe this next generation of technology is really gonna take us into a more dynamic future and a more dynamic delivery model that I'll talk a little bit about here at the, later on in the presentation. All right, so that being said, what are some of the challenges that we typically see uh, as it relates to our, um, the things that are in the way of us really optimizing and making the most out of the te technology investments that we have today and the ones that we're gonna make in the future? And the first is right here, inherent complexity, right? So if you walked around this expo hall, you probably have talked to the majority or many of these uh, service providers about all of their various different point solutions. And what I find in working with some of the clients I've, I've dealt with and some of the challenges they face is they've taken a little bit of a bottom-up approach, right? So they fall into the trap of walking around the Expo Hall, having a great conversation with a vendor or a supplier around a point solution, checking out a really cool data visualization. This is what I need. I've got, I need this for my portfolio. This is going to help me convince my leadership team of the direction we want to go. But then when they buy that, they get it back, they try to set it up. It doesn't integrate with the rest of their portfolio platform or the rest of their technology platform. They can't get the integrated data insights that are really impactful and drive the decision-making that we all expect from our, from our technology systems. Uh, so one example of this would be when I was uh, working with one particular client, uh, and I think it's generally the case, you know, you get very interested in a, in a point solution, right? So in this case, it was a, as well, a, facilities, it was a facilities point solution, right? was great, excellent at capturing work order data, excellent at understanding, um, you know, potential asset failure, even predictive to that level, but it didn't integrate with the capital planning platform. So the first thing that you did when it came to capital planning, that client did with respect to capital planning, is they exported a spreadsheet, they passed that spreadsheet over to the project management team, and the project management team then had to deal, call up the FM and say, when is this, you know, when is this particular asset gonna fail? When do we expect it to fail? What do we need to budget in for our capital plan? When all of that can be sitting inside of a data pool behind an integrated system, automatically, right? That's the future that we want to ultimately get to in terms of, in terms of integration. 
We also make it more complex on ourselves, right? So uh, in our world, we've got uh, these different technology platform ecosystems, these four scenarios that we typically will see across the landscape of clients that we work with. They're pretty self-explanatory, and you guys have probably seen them. You'll see JLL a lot here. I'm a JLL employee, that's intentional, right? Uh, hopefully you won't hold that against me. Um, but it, you, it could be, it's agnostic, right? It could be any given supplier in that first scenario where they have the kind of the full suite of services across, uh, or technology solutions across all of the services that are out there. Um, scenario two uh, and scenario three, really, if we kind of bundle those together, they're kind of different variants of the same concept where the, uh, the uh, end user is actually owning all the technology and driving that and then the scenario four is the, what, what I described at first, right? Which uh, is ultimately, you know, walking around the floor here, finding the best point solutions, and then trying to figure out how to bring them all together. None of these are inherently bad. The important thing is to understand the trade-offs associated with them. So with respect to scenarios two and three, there is a relatively high cost of resource and ongoing maintenance that you have to, that you have to deal with as an organization. Uh, in scenario four, you're really gonna struggle to pull together the integrated global reporting across the board that uh, that's gonna drive the type of insights that you're looking for. So if you understand those trade-offs and can account for them, you know, it can work very much for your organization. The most important thing on this slide is at the top, which is how does it all blend together in an integrated data analytics platform that actually enables you to have some really impactful conversations with your leadership teams. And so at JLL, one of the things we do is we look across client portfolio and try and understand what differences exist out there amongst them, highlight where there's opportunities to do things better, what outcomes are being driven. And this is just illustrative, right? So this is 10 clients that we, that we work with uh, across a particular industry portfolio. If you look at client 10, they definitely fall in that scenario four category, right? Where it's a relatively large portfolio, but they've got a lot of different solutions out there. And so they're spending a lot of time and energy and effort trying to normalize data, putting data governance and process and trying to ensure that we've got the tie out to, uh, to create, provide some, uh, some, some quality reporting. Client eight falls into that scenario too, where you know, there's, you know, similarly, they've got, they've got a, in, uh, a relatively robust internal team that they're able to um, uh, work across and, uh, and try and develop some of that reporting. And client seven would be the scenario one, where they're basically working across one single provider, all the solutions, and so they're able to, pr uh, the provider is now actually accountable for all of delivering all those insights and making sure that all of that data is integrated across the back platform as well. So another issue around, um, another challenge and uh, frustration uh, that, that's apparent in our survey around the immaturity of the, uh, of the technology solutions that are out there and around the focus, having to spend more time trying to optimize the systems that you have in place today rather than focusing forward on where the ball is going and the, prior, the new priorities that we talked about in that early slide. Um, which is understandable, but I have to say, we're kind of doing this to ourselves, right? So at JLL, we think of implementing a technology strategy along 10 steps. The 10 steps are listed here. And according to our survey, while everyone says they have a, or 90% say they have a, a technology strategy, they're not taking the necessary steps to actually move themselves in the direction they need to go to make it really impactful and, uh, and, and really successful. So how do we fix it? Um, Simple slide, much more complicated than this, right? But, uh, but try and bullet it down, right? Uh, so, point blank, 
what does that actionable strategy look like, right? So, and really, we'll get into each one of these more in more detail. The first two kind of sit neatly within the technology sphere. They incorporate certainly different aspects from the, uh, the service lines and from business strategy most importantly, but the third actually expands beyond the technology sphere into how you interface with your suppliers as well. Right? How you interplace across your entire supply chain, your ecosystem of suppliers, uh, which I think is uh, really exciting and has a lot of potential. So for those of us who have been around a while, you know this as a critical to quality flowdown. Uh, is what I used to call it at least. Uh, now I'm sure it's called something different. You know, pretty straightforward. You want to ground initially in your enterprise strategy and allow your all of your CRE objectives and everything that comes underneath it to be built from that, right, from the, from the pinnacle of the pyramid. The interesting thing, as I've been coming to these conferences over the course of 10 years or however long I've been coming to them, one of the questions I always hear is amongst peer conversations or even in breakouts, what have you, what metrics are you tracking, right? What metrics are you guys tracking? What are you tracking? So everyone's focused down here, right? You focus way down the value chain, right? Focused on, and I guarantee you, if you walk around this floor and you ask people what metrics should I track or what, you know, what interesting things can you show me, they've got lots of stuff down here. They've got tons of it, right? And that's how you end up in that trap where you're buying a lot of point solutions and you're not able to really get the, the, the outcomes that you're driving for. So it's critical that you take the time, you know, reflect on those 10 steps, work through those 10 steps and, and refer back to your overarching enterprise strategy. Once you've got the enterprise strategy set up, then it's all about trying to integrate the system, right? So. Um, coming up or developing this integrated data platform, it's the next foundational step. You can't get there without it. You can't get to uh, uh, really quality data and analytics without that. It's gonna enable clarity across all views of your data, and it's gonna provide a lot of purposeful reporting, right? Like purposeful reporting that actually tracks back to those strategic drivers that you set up, that you identified in your uh, overarching business strategy. So absolutely key that you're, that, that you're able to integrate those systems and come up with those insights. And then lastly, just a quick introductory, con uh, quick, quick introductory course on this concept of dynamic services, dynamic CRE delivery, right? So I think of this as an evolution. Technology is a critical component of it, but it's not the only component of it. So, and this is where JLL has been focused here in, in the, over the last year and where we feel like this industry is ultimately gonna go. So if you think about IFM as one example, it, traditional IFM is pretty reactive in nature. You get however many bodies you think you need on a particular site, those bodies sit around and they wait for work orders to come in. The work orders received, they go out, they turn a wrench or they fix a faucet or they, you know, whatever they do change the temperature, whatever it is they do, that's the traditional model. Now that you've got this increased impact of technology, they're able to get more proactive, right? You can get, you can come to predict when certain assets are gonna fail, you can try and get in front of those, you can, you can have a little bit more of a, 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 a you'll be more on your front foot as it relates to uh, addressing the issue. The next step is extending the data and analytics technology platform across your entire network or ecosystem of providers, right? So if you think about what that can look like, it's much more robust and impactful and it scales services in real time, up and down as you need them in the moment. Um, so, and this is the full view, right? And this is representative of uh, dyna dynamic delivery in its entirety. 
and logos here are representative, so don't get too caught up in the logos. What's important is, again, is what are the outcomes that this can drive and, uh, and how it can really underpin your overall CRE strategy. Uh, but it involves the entire supply chain. So you think about your janitorial service providers, your engineers, your IFMs, across the board, they're tied into this network and they're receiving this information in real time, being fed by sensors uh, and other data sources, and then they respond. And they can scale their services because there's a certain outcome that you set as the SLA, and that ties back to your overarching strategic objective. So ultimately, you know, the point here is that with the system like this in place, you're able to rationalize, optimize, and automate the system on a continual basis, right, across the board, and you're able to deliver on the service excellence, sustainability reporting, the experience for your employees, and drive down the total cost of ownership. So that is uh, the extent of the presentation, as promised. There's a QR code if you'd like to access our, uh, our full report. There's lots of content in there that I did not review, uh, but I'll take a pause here and wait for questions. Gotta, know if we can pass that microphone around. Yep. Try like this. Thank you, Ben. That was that was awesome. Um, I was curious, what in in working with organizations, what's the most common mistake you see out of organizations that might not be realizing full value from their from their uh, real estate footprint? Thanks again. Yeah, I'm, I can give my perspective, and I'm actually going to ask you to hand this back to that guy over there in the uh, blue jacket as well. We're going to get him involved in this conversation, my <laughs> colleague. Yeah, I think it's I think it's just what I mentioned, right? I think it's taking a it's it's not starting with the end goal in mind. And I think it's falling into the trap of chasing a lot of really cool tools, really shiny toys. I've seen it time and again. And um, again, you know, they, excellent point solution, right? Really interesting shows, fantastic on a, on a exhibition room floor, but much more challenging to implement and much more, even more challenging to integrate with what you have in terms of your, the rest of your technology stack and really get the value, extract the value that you want from it. Anything to add on that? Uh, maybe a couple of things. So you, you alluded to one of them. There's a saying that says, uh, the tools are cool, but the process rules. So focus on the process, not the shiny object. There's a ton of shiny objects. And then the other thing is make sure you have enterprise alignment with your IT organization, your HR organization, because at the end of the day, that's who all is delivering the workplace along with the CRE team. Thank you, Paul. I'm not sure what time it is. Do we have time for more questions? Yeah, all right, two minutes. Get them in now. Thank you guys so much for coming. Really appreciate you uh, taking the time to listen to us. I will be at the JLL booth, myself and Robert, so you're welcome to stop by and talk to us. We'd love to have a conversation. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org to learn more.